meditation. Often people say that the goal of meditation is to dissolve the concept of the self and, quote-unquote, become one with the universe. However, such a goal would make the very act of meditation entirely useless and redundant, because one can reach these results far quicker, more efficiently, and with very, very little effort through suicide. Because when you kill yourself, what are you doing? You're becoming nothing. You're dissolving yourself into the fabric of the universe. Of course, I'm not one to know what happens after death, but theoretically, if when you die, you your body kind of goes into the earth at least, we don't have to go into the soul, but your body at least goes into the earth. So when you die, you kind of become nothing or your soul merges with reality or however you want to put it. At the end of the day, you're becoming nothing and you're merging with the fabric of the universe. And as such, we must then ask, what is the purpose of meditation? Well, meditation has no purpose. Meditation is a concept. It's not a living, thinking organism that can will such things as purposes. Anyhow, the real question to ask here is, when done properly, what does the act of meditation do for the meditator? What are its effects? I do indeed think that a certain dissolving of the ego and oneness with the universe certainly occurs with time and dedication. But I don't think they're necessarily the most important part of meditation. I don't think it necessarily needs to be the goal of meditation. Man, there doesn't really even need to be a goal at all with meditation, right? We're just trying to relax. We're trying to pay attention to the now. That's what mindfulness meditation is all about, right? So, uh, anyhow, however, it, is this the furthest meditation can go? That is, is dissolving into the fabric of the universe becoming one with the universe, uh, dissolving your ego, is this the furthest that we can go? Does it really stop with death? Or more, more so, e ego death, right? I believe that such is only the case for the weak of mind, the weak-willed. Indeed, these weak-willed so-called enlightened beings reach their point of dissolvement in ego death and remain in such a state. They bring nothing back to our world. Indeed, only the dead live as they are dead. And this, in my opinion, is a bit of a waste. It's, uh, it's a bit selfish, in a sense. Because if you become lined, you dissolve your ego, and you, kinda, you can't really bring any of that wisdom back to the world, then... It's like, what are you doing? You're kind of just doing this to get rid of the suffering. You're trying to do this to get out of all these social structures. You're trying to get out of all the things that make you suffer. And of course, just as Sartre said, hell is other people, right? And in a sense, if you become enlightened and you don't bring any of that back, you kind of dissolve your ego, you're kind of saying goodbye to the real world in a sense and you're leaving it so that's uh in a sense if you don't come back to the world then 
it's it's hard to say if you're really helping anyone, right? Obviously, when the goal of meditation is help yourself, not other people, but, you know, why not help others while you're at it? Anyhow, I think it's the strong-willed who reach their enlightenment and dissolving self and say, that's it? They cannot remain dead. And thus, rather than further connecting to the universe, they create from nothing a self. Yet they do this intentionally. That is, before they have the illusion of selfness. So their enlightenment destroyed this illusion. So now they create a self of their own will and design. That is to say that true enlightenment is not destruction of the self, but creation of a new self. It is not becoming dead, but becoming truly alive. It is becoming you. And an ever-growing, ever-evolving, ever-expanding version of yourself. It is creating yourself in your own image. That is what I believe is the goal of meditation.